0: Ba,
1: ba, 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 intro ba, ba. music oh, that's not it what <laughs> he's no good to me intro music intro music bounty hunting is a complicated profession
0: bounty so, hunting is not quite as complicated as podcasting rob
1: but you know what i just realized nick last week you said i wish all the fans could see us doing our little dance because I put the little video over top of it. And guess what? They got to see us this week. Since didn't it they? was live, they get to see us. That is correct. That's right. We are
0: live. Banter, Beskar, and Banthill Milk. A Mandalorian podcast. Happy to be back here. Hey, Rob, how you doing?
1: I am wonderful. And you?
0: I'm doing pretty well, and if you heard us, you heard us right. We are coming at you live right now. We are broadcasting live on YouTube. Uh, If you're hearing us uh, tomorrow or the next day or even the day after that on whatever wherever you get your pods, then obviously we're not live, and it's a little less interactive. But either way, some of you are getting to see us live.
1: Yes, if you're watching on YouTube. So this is like our test run because February 7th, we have a big show coming up on February 7th. That's right. It's it's uh, Star
0: Wars Podcast Day, right?
1: Star Wars Podcast Day. Yes, it is. So we are going to be doing a live show on Star Wars Podcast Day on the Ears Up uh, YouTube page. That's right. they have a couple more followers than we do, so maybe we'll get some new listeners. So maybe. this is our test run here on our Bantam Milk YouTube page.
0: And it looks like it's going pretty well. We've got a couple people watching our stream. Sam, I see Sam out there. How you doing, my man? Hey and, Sam, and thank Avengers you. And Avengers hockey is still talking about chicken. Uh so Rob, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if if you if if you have chicken somewhere to give Avengers hockey, but I think you need to get
1: some chicken. I think to our I think he Avengers needs to hockey. door dash some chicken. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, if, I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, so go ahead and door yeah, get, get yourself
0: some DoorDash, but we're going to talk some Star Wars because the Mandalorian's over right for the season. We've got we've got some downtime, but that doesn't mean that our brains are not still thinking about Star Wars stuff. So uh, the, the great thing is there's loads of different places that you can catch us if you're really interested in checking out more about banter, Beskar and Bantha Milk. So, Rob, are you able to maybe give us a clue as to what sort of social media we have out there?
1: Yes, well. Uh, I'm going to start you on one thing first, and Ooh. then we'll get into even more details. We just created a new social media. Uh, so we sure did. On that thing people call Facebook. Facebook, you ever we, heard of it? I did. Yeah. I've been I've been on Facebook for quite some time now because I'm that old. Um, but we started a new group in there called Sacred Jedi Texts.
0: Facebook.com slash groups slash
1: Sacred Jedi Texts. So check that out first.
0: If if you like to go on Facebook and talk, you like to talk uh, Star Wars, you like to post Star Wars things, you like to uh, post pictures of Star Wars with Bernie Sanders in the background, you know, that's your place. Sacred Jedi Texts.
1: Sacred Jedi text. So check out Sacred Jedi text. And then also, Nick, I think you're going to tell us about how to find all the rest of our social meds right about now. Hey,
0: if you're interested in more Star Wars info, want to chat, or even want to send us some Star Wars drink recipes, please be sure to check us out on all of our social meds platforms. You can catch us on Instagram and Facebook at Banthamilk Podcast, Twitter at Banthamilk. You can email us at banthamilkpodcast at gmail.com or even check out our website, banthamilkpodcast.com.
1: And don't forget to check out our sister podcast over at the Ears Up Network. Our friends over over at Ears Up help us a whole lot, so give them and their many shows a listen. Their shows include Ears Up, Ears Up in Depth, The Supreme Resort, and Scraping the Vault. Also be sure to check out their Patreon at patreon.com slash ears with a Z up. For as little as $2 a month, you can help support our show any donations sent their way directly help us here at Bantham Milk podcast and comes with great perks so please check them out today
0: yeah so make sure you check them out and make sure you check out Rob right now if you are listening to us and not watching you are missing out cuz Rob what are you displaying for the camera
1: i made my own mandalorian helmet wow so yep i there's where would you get the best go my friend uh you know uh, i traveled the galaxy around? Yeah, just had some best car laying around. I traveled the galaxy to get it. Uh, there's this thing called YouTube, which if you're watching us, you know all about it. Wow, Facebook and,
0: and YouTube. Rob knows a lot know, about the right?
1: internet. I know, right? I'm all about the social media. That's right. Um, but yeah, so there's a people who showed you how to make your own helmets and stuff that's made out of foam, and then I put some bondo over top of it and paint and all kinds of cool stuff. So call me cosplayer. Uh, boom. That's right. There you're, we go. So you I you made can myself catch him a little at helmet.
0: a comic con near you. That's right. Uh, San
1: Diego Comic-Con only. That, well, yeah, that's maybe uh, near
0: you. It's not near us, but it might be Yes,
1: uh, But Rob, what do you got there? What's your Bantha Milk of choice? So my Bantha Milk, still sticking with the uh, 21st Amendment oh, yeah. 21A beer because they sponsor Ears Up Network. I have the Hazy IPA, the Tasty Hazy IPA. <laughs> There it is. There you go. My favorite set. Just for Nick,
0: it's great. And I'm uh, just drinking my classic uh, glass of whiskey here, glass of bourbon whiskey. Uh, And we've got some stuff that we want to get into today. First of all, I just want to chat briefly about that sacred Jedi texts group. Yes, Uh, there's been it's been uh, maybe about a week since it's been opened, and we have maybe about a hundred. uh, so far members and there's a lot of activities so far. We got a lot of people who are really eager to, to talk and to kind of chat about Star Wars, whether it's posting silly memes or else having some some actual discussion about, you know, the type of hair product that Chewbacca uses and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but I did want to make out a uh, point out a couple posts, one that was, I believe, posted today by Matt. Rob's buddy, Matt, who's been a, a big poster in uh, Sacred Jedi text recently. Uh, it was a great kind of a parallel picture uh, about this past season's Mandalorian and uh, the cognitive dissonance that comes into play, right? Where we have, yes. uh, and we talk, we've we talked about this on this show, where we have, uh, you know, uh, Din Djarin, who's got this strict code. You don't take the helmet off. It, you know, it's a, it's a very sacred ritual. Uh, and then he meets with the other Mandalorians and he's, you know, kind of shocked. Oh my gosh, look at these new Mandalorians. And they took off their helmets. And he thought they were crazy, and they said, "You're in a cult. You're a crazy person. And you're one of those crazy <laughs> people who crazy never takes one. off their helmets. Yep. Um, and you're crazy. And and so like we are given that sort of second to to side with them and go, oh, so they're the normal people, right? They're the they're the regular Mandalorians, and this guy was just kind of brought up in a in this weird wacko cult. Uh, but then we learned that it's you know everyone has their own." Rosy glasses—they look through stuff, right? And these people look down on some Mandalorians, just like other Mandalorians look down on them. Uh, so I did want to point out Matt for that post. That was a good—that was a good thought-provoking post in our Sacred Jedi Texts uh, Facebook group.
1: Because the end of that post was uh, about how Bo-Katan, you know, Din jaren was mad that Bo-Katan took her helmet off. She was like, "You're crazy," but then she wouldn't just take. The dark saber from Mando, because he won it in battle. She wouldn't just take it from him, because that is crazy, crazy. to just be given the power of having the dark saber. So that's where the, whole, the
0: the powers in the story, apparently.
1: Yes, that's right. So that's where the whole contradiction came in. So it was, it was a very good post. Thank you for that, Matt. Yes, indeed. Also, we have some feedback. Here's a question from Ryan. All right, Ryan, lay it on me. The first, the way he worded it was who's the strongest Jedi force user in the galaxy so who do you think the strongest Jedi force user in the galaxy is?
0: are we talking of all time? are we talking alive uh, I, currently I guess that's a, that's a tough question.
1: that's just the way the question was worded so you could go legends if you wanted to if you know people from you know books or comic books or something like that my initial thought was Yoda was the greatest Jedi force user of all time. That was my initial thought.
0: Okay. If we're talking Jedi specifically, um, it's a tough call because I mean, I think you have to give some throw out to Luke or Anakin just for being the chosen ones and being born of the force, right? Like Anakin's dad was Papa force, uh, right. You know? And so like he didn't, there was no dad. He was just conceived of the force. Uh, I think there, there has been some allusion to the fact that he was actually, uh, you know, created by uh, the the experiments of Darth Plagueis and Darth Sidious. Um, okay. So, if you were to change that around and not say not the most powerful force using Jedi, but the f- most powerful force user, I think I would have to say uh, Emperor Palpatine. Uh, I think, okay. I think that. Uh, I mean, if if you if you read if you read through the Plagueis book, it, it gives you a little more. And I know Rob, you recently did kind of yes uh, make your way through that. Um, I, I mean, just look at the, the dude. Even even if you just go by what's in the movies, like the last movie, him taking out an entire fleet,
1: an entire fleet,
0: right? With, with so, his
1: hands, you know. Yeah. So so first, the way way it was interpreted first was the most powerful Jedi. Right. So that's when I and uh, Avengers Hockey both said uh yoda would probably be the most powerful jedi of all time but then he said no most powerful force user right either and that's when i i immediately said the same thing that you did was it has to be palpatine like he between taking out the entire fleet you know from the ground he pulled them all down with his electricity powers uh but just the fact that he was able to sustain life through and you know Keep making himself be reborn and everything else. So, uh, yeah. So good. So you agree with me that yeah, and that that
0: goes into some of that like Sith alchemy stuff, where like you know, the you know a lot of the a lot of people think of Star Wars. They think the dark side, the light side, the light side is good, and the, the, the dark side uses lightning, and they're bad, but there's loads of other stuff that go into it, right? The Sith alchemy thing where, you know, the, the, the Sith are always looking towards eternal life, and, you know, they can't really use the Force to get it, because that's just kind of the way of the Force, um, and so they they kind of experiment, and Sidious came just about as close as it comes to it, uh, but yeah, I'd say Sidious has to be hands down. If I mean, if you ha- if you have reasons for picking someone else, we definitely want to hear it. Definitely, all uh, right. Yes. You can send us an email at bandthemkpodcast at gmail.com or join us in Sacred Jedi Texts on Facebook and make a comment. Make a post about it and we can chat a little more.
1: Sure. Sounds like a plan. Absolutely. I love it. All right. So that was that was the feedback that I got. You uh did you have anything else I've when got, it came to I, feedback?
0: I, I, I do not. I did have uh, just a wee bit uh, are we is it time for news? I think it's time for for some uh, Star Wars news.
1: Oh, you think it's time for Star Wars news, do you? Yeah. Star Wars news. Star Wars news. All right, there Star Wars news. Hit me there with some is. news, Mr. Rob. Okay, so I have two news articles recently that just came out about Star Wars. First, Disney – oh, I hope this doesn't start playing something. Good, it's not. Disney defends Star Wars host after tweets about white people resurface. Hmm. Uh, there's a new host. Disney is defending the host – ...of a new Star Wars web series amid backlash to tweets, some deemed to be racist towards white people. Chris, Christina Arielle announced this month that she will host The High Republic Show... Oops, I hope you don't hear this. Alright, some ad was playing. Uh, ...will host The High Republic Show, a web series offering news and insight into the latest multimedia subscribe, subsidiaries of the immensely popular science fiction franchise... However, shortly after announcing Ariel was the host of the new bi-monthly show, some combed through her past tweets and found several that spoke in somewhat harsh terms about white people's role in dismantling ra- and yeah in dismantling racism. Uh, Star Wars got behind her and said, "Our Star Wars community is one of hope and inclu- inclusivity. We do not stand for bullying and racism. We support you." Uh, hours later, Ariel took the tweets to share some of the uh, vi- vulture- vol- vitriol. Vol- I can. Yes, and racist responses she was getting in light of old tweets. So she, uh, in my opinion, deservedly so. Uh, She is an African-American woman. She was upset that uh, of all the horrible things that are going on in society right now, and so she tweeted about it. And I agree with her that she has every right to do so. Yeah, I mean—
0: I mean, I, I, that, that's the thing about, you know, kind of today's society, though, I guess, is that everything is sort of everything is, is very high tension and everything is, you know, everyone is sort of on edge anymore. And so, it. I mean, you get down to this with there's a lot of a lot of stuff out there about Gina Carano right now and her uh, re- that response was, to the
1: coronavirus. Is that was your second news article? That was, was? my my second news article. a segue into that, thing. Rob. Why don't you talk to yeah. about that one? So Gina Carano's Cara Dune could be uh, recast or removed altogether because she is very, is that right wing? I guess. Very, very Republican. Very, uh, she was a big Trump supporter was she and really? anti, yeah. an anti-masker and all kinds of stuff like that. So I know she's, she's
0: not into the mask thing. I never heard she was, had like a lot of support for Trump or anything like that.
1: Yeah. She, she did a couple of tweets way back about, about, uh, okay. very, very Republican. Um, which is fine. Yeah, which is Me fine. Very Republican thoughts uh, of of things. Sure. Um, but uh, and same thing. Like, look, she's entitled to her opinion. In my in my opinion, she's entitled to her opinion. I don't agree with her opinion, uh, especially the anti-mask stuff and the anti-vaccine stuff. And uh, she was very. She threw out some anti-LGBTQ statements as well. Um, I don't agree with her, but she's also entitled to her opinion, but now because so many people are against she's, uh, her, her tweets were very slanderous, I guess, maybe almost to the point. So now, uh, Disney is considering either recasting or just removing the Cara Dune character altogether. And if we think about season two, I mean, she was only in like two episodes anyway.
0: I mean, she's not, I mean, I say she's not a main character. I guess she, she's a supporting character. Um, and she's one of the main supporting characters in that she's recurring, but the main character is Din and he's pretty much the only main recurring character. Yeah. Um, I don't know that she's an important enough character to the, to the story that it would make a huge difference if she was gone. But I also know that, uh, I'm fairly certain I've heard that John, John Favreau has come out defending her. Um, and I know Mark, Mark Hamill was it Mark Hamill that said something nice about her, or maybe that was ming No, and Anyway, uh, I know there was some defense of her. I, I try my very hardest to stay away from the saltier parts of Star Wars. Um, there's a subreddit called r slash than crate, which is just all the all the sad and angry Star Wars things. And I, 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 I really love <laughs> Star Wars, and I don't want it to make me upset. Um, right. And so I try and stay away from that sort of stuff as much as possible. But, I mean, it's 2021. I, I don't think anyone is going to be able to get out of at, away from sort of that sort of mob mentality that's sort of come into things. Um, yes, there has there has been a couple other interesting Star Wars news things. I don't know if you saw uh, that. Um, what's his name? The actor for, who plays Finn. That's going to drive me crazy. Oh, uh, not Gun Finn Finn. No Star Wars. That's gonna that's gonna make me so upset. Anyway, uh, so the actor who played Finn which is going to make me upset. Uh, He came out recently uh, and, and kind of talked about what it
1: was like. John Boyega. Boyega.
0: Gosh, that that's so
1: annoying. Thank you, Rob. There you go. You're Um, welcome. John Boyega. John Boyega. Normally I'm the one that forgets names. You're the one that remembers (laughs) them all. So
0: John Boyega came out and he, he described big franchise movies as luxury prisons for actors. (laughs) Um, and it's very clear that John Boyega did not have the greatest star Wars experience. Right. And, and it's, it's a shame. It really is. Because I remember when the first, when the force awakens came out, there was a video that came out of John Boyega reacting, like just a video of him reacting to the first trailer. And he was so excited and he was, he was was so like, just genuinely pleased to be a part of it. And it's really clear through just his tweets and and the way the things he said about Star Wars that the, the experience was not a great one for him. And That's a bummer to me, um, but I can see what he's saying. You know, he says it's like a luxury prison for actors. Um, in that, you know, you get fame, you get money, mm-hmm. you're stuck. This is what you're doing. You can't really branch out creatively because you're stuck in this contract. So, you know, again, it's it's. it's it's, it's an interesting kind of thing I never really thought about. I am a little bummed that clearly the Star Wars world did, did uh, John Boyega so dirty. Um, right. But that, yeah. I think, also comes a lot from some of the saltier part of the Star Wars fans, right? There yes, was all that stuff yep. that went on uh, with Rose Tico and her Instagram, and he was pretty adamant in his support for her during that. Um, so it, it's just interesting seeing that, uh, that sort of other side of this star Wars coin. Uh, another, another thing I saw apparently is that Pedro Pascal has come out and mentioned that there might be a time jump or a jump of three oh, yes. lines in season three of Mandalorian. Right. So, so, so
1: can I, can, can I cut in real, bit, sure real quick? Absolutely. I, I love Pedro Pascal. Uh, it, he loves, uh, saying things when he knows he's not supposed to say things. Yep like he gave an interview before season 1 when did we find out uh baby we didn't find out baby Yoda's name till season 2 right he, but he gave an interview like uh, maybe at the beginning of season 2 about uh Grogu and he was like yeah he goes you know and the the little the little puppet Grogu and people were like what? like before anybody didn't knew really? what it was He yeah he he totally dimed that out and he did something else he Oh, he also gave away his name in an uh, that interview. That I remember.
0: didn't watch it I didn't watch it, but I heard about that one.
1: Yeah, that's what it was. He gave away his name because the whole season it was just Mando. Yep. But, yeah, he totally gave away his name in an interview before season one even started. So uh, I just – I love – we need to interview this guy more often because we'll find out everything that goes well, on he's in season like, he's three. Well, he's like
0: Mark Ruffalo and uh, what's the kid who plays Spider-Man?
1: Oh yeah, uh, Toby, Toby McGuire. No, that that's the old the new one? one.
0: The new one. Okay, I forget his name. Anyway, they they were notorious I, for for accidentally giving things away pre Avengers.
1: Yeah, but
0: yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's I think our Star Wars news for our week. We do have a couple things planned for you, ladies and gentlemen. First, we want to take you back. We we, uh, a couple uh, episodes, maybe not a couple episodes, quite a few episodes ago, we had our Jedi of the Week, that we were a big fan of that segment, and I have decided to just talk to you a little bit about uh, a particular uh, Jedi this week. So Rob, why don't you cue us? Jedi the of the, the week. week.
1: Oh, that was really quiet. Jedi of the Week. Wow, there it is. is. Jedi, Jedi of the Jedi Week. Jedi
0: of the Week. We are going to talk today about Kanan Jarrus. Rob, have you ever heard of a guy named Kanan Jarrus?
1: I love Kanan Jarrus. Kanan Jarrus.
0: Rob definitely knows Kanan Jarrus because in just about every Star Wars game he plays, his name is Kanan, right?
1: So here's a funny story about that. I was looking up. I wanted in Star Wars Galaxies. Check it out. There's all kinds of servers out there now. Go to Sunrunner2. I forget. The website is like swgsunrunner2.com. Check it out. That's the server that I play on now. Since Sony shut it down, uh, all these people made their own servers it's awesome but I wanted to have a, I wanted to have a Star Wars name uh, for my character and I'm really bad at coming up with Star Wars names so I googled Star Wars baby names and it came up with like a list of like a hundred names and I'm like no can't do Luke you weren't allowed to do actual Star Wars names right so then I come down. They didn't and want a bunch one, of Han
0: Solos running around the world.
1: Right, exactly. So it I comes down, and I see this one, and it's like Kanan. And I'm like, oh, that's a fun name. I'll use Kanan. That's fine. And I'm a huge Rebels fan. But at this point in time, I had already watched all of the Rebels series and uh, haven't watched it for a little while. So then I, uh, I used the name Kanan, and I was allowed to use it. And then... Somebody told me like, oh, how'd you get away with using that name? And I go, what do you mean? They go, isn't that from one of the cartoons or something? And I was like, oh no. So I look it up and sure enough, he's in Rebels. So I sent the guy an email who runs the server saying, look, I'm sorry I didn't do this on purpose, blah, blah, blah. And then he wasn't able to change the name afterwards. It worked on one list, but it wasn't working on the other. Had all kinds of problems. So this guy the only is one. one of the few people yeah, that's right. on that server with a real Star Wars name. And so I will point
0: go. out that I have been just periodically making sure we, uh, our, our stream is still up and running. And Avengers Hockey has mentioned it was Tom Holland. Tom Holland was oh with it, with thank the, you uh, there you go yeah uh we also have our buddy Bill our buddy Bill is in our uh our stream right now talk he gave oh, nice. us a, a heart to Star Wars Galaxies another one of us who used to play Star Wars Galaxies TV. yes um so yeah uh Kanan Jarrus born Caleb Dune uh voiced by Freddie mm-hmm. Prince Jr all right so Freddie Prince Jr making his foray into the Star Wars world Cameron Spears saying hello to us on YouTube hi Cameron um, so, yeah, he was featured in two, count them, one, two uh, versions, uh, major versions of Star Wars. He was obviously featured heavily in Rebels. And he was also featured in one of the Star Wars movies. What Star Wars movies was that, Rob? Do you know?
1: Kanan Jarrus oh, or yeah. Freddie Prince Jr.? Kanan Jarrus. I didn't... I didn't know Kanan Jarus was in one of the Oh, movies. he sure
0: was for the most brief second. I'm sure you knew it, even if you forgot. At the very end of The Rise of Skywalker, when all the Jedi are kind of whispering into Ray's ears saying, you can do oh, this. Oh, yes. You've got uh-huh. this. One of those was Freddie Prince Jr. playing Kanan Jarrus. Yes, right? now I do remember that. That's correct. Right. yes. So uh, Kanan Jarrus, uh, a very consequential Jedi, or else they would not have included him in this list, right? No. Uh, his master was Depa Balaba, who was on the Jedi High Council. Uh, and we, she was one of those high council members that you, like, saw in the movies and never said anything. But, of course, <laughs> Star Wars being Star Wars, they created an entire world for this character in the background. Um, uh, so his master, Depa Balaba, was killed uh, during Order 66 right in front of him. It was sad. No. Not a good thing. Not a good thing. And it really messed him thing. up. Really messed him up. Uh, he went into hiding uh, a lot like Cal Kestis, for those of you out there. Uh, who played some of the other uh, the Star Wars Fallen Order games. Uh, that seems like it's a pretty big, you know, when, when we started our Star Wars journey, we were assuming, well, Obi-Wan and Yoda were the only ones left, right? Mm-hmm. But the more Star Wars that's come out, the more we've realized, yeah, there were obviously going to be some people who escaped, right? And uh, uh, Kanan Jarrus was one of those people. And he basically became a drifter. He he wound up kind of drinking his way from one place to another. Uh, and uh, he went eventually... Hey. Sorry, my cat is knocking things over. Um, Eventually, uh, he met his gal pal, Harrison Dula, member of the rebellion uh, and captain of the ghost and saved her life by using the force, right? He's in hiding. He was in hiding for 14 years, right? That was half his life at age 28. He was in hiding for 14 years uh, and he had to, uh, you know, go ahead and expose himself to save this lady. But, you know, it wound up working out for the best, right? Because... I'm not going to go too deep into uh, Cain and Jarrus because not enough of our listeners have gone into uh, Rebels, and I don't want to spoil much for you, but I do do want to let you know. There's many things he did. He took on an apprentice, our boy Ezra Bridger, who is a very important and consequential Jedi as well. Uh, He defeated an Inquisitor. He got a big old haircut, and he became a Jedi (laughs) Knight, right? So there's all sorts of stuff you can see him do if only you were to watch Rebels.
1: That's right. So watch Rebels, yes, especially please. for the haircut. Yes, the haircut's between, the big one. That's the big between one. Between his haircut and uh, Ezra's uh, oh. body change. Well,
0: Ezra, see, his haircut was for the better. I feel like Ezra's haircut was not. Ezra, yeah, Ezra no. looks like kind of
1: Melvin after his haircut. Yeah, I did not I did not like the uh, more mature, grown-up Ezra, even though it was only like maybe a one-year jump or whatever. But, yeah, his haircut was not as good. So, yeah. yes, definitely check it out. And speaking of uh, General Sedula... Uh, Did you know that she was mentioned in a movie also?
0: I know that the ghost was in a movie.
1: Yes. So in uh, episode, I want to say seven, there's one scene when they're all in a hangar and like all the ships are like people are talking in a hangar. Uh, and in the background, you hear somebody come over the PA saying, General Sadula, please report to oh, wow. Landing Bay 1 or whatever. So, yeah, so they mentioned see, I her.
0: Did, I, didn't know, I did not know that one. I know that the ghost in, in The Rise of Skywalker during the big battle scene at the end, I know that in the background we see the ghost. So Yeah,
1: the ghost is definitely there in that scene. With when all area. those ships show up, you can see the ghost. Yes,
0: very good. Rock on. So that is our Jedi of the week. Jedi, Jedi
1: of the week. There it is. There it is, Jedi of the week. All
0: right, so we have a couple more things planned for our episode today, here, ladies and gents. So, what are we doing here? Are we going into our our trivia game, Rob?
1: Yes, I have a second uh, can of uh, bantha milk just in case. Yes. So, uh,
0: I I I don't know how well I'm going to do. I decided to (laughs) throw in just a a little monkey wrench into the situation for today's uh, today's show. Uh, Oftentimes, Rob is the prepared one. He comes in with notes. He's already, he's got his eyes and D and T's crossed. He's got his glasses. He puts down at the end of his nose to take, take a look at his, uh, his notes. But, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm not quite as prepared in the notes department and I kind of try and pull it all out of here. Right. So we're going to see how much Rob can pull out of there today. Uh, and I'm going to ask Rob some star Wars trivia questions ranging in difficulty, Right. Uh, Keep them all in the easy level. Well, some of them are easy. Some of them are less easy, but none of them are, are what (laughs) I would call crazy. Right. I I was, I was looking up some star Wars, uh, trivia earlier and some of it was absolutely insane. I wouldn't, there's not a chance I would get it, but these are, there are 10 questions and the rules are simple. If Rob gets it wrong, he's got to take a drink. If Rob gets it right, I've got to take a drink. All right. And everyone wins.
1: Everyone wins.
0: Starting out nice and simple. And because Rob asked this of our Sacred Jedi Texts members, I'm going to ask this as our first question, just as a gimme, just for you, Rob. And I would like for you to tell me, number one, what is the homeworld of the Wookiees? Oh, Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk, and like that. Rob is off to a good start. I'm going to take a drink.
1: There we go. If that was a gimme, then I'm in trouble. The only reason (laughs) I got that one... so the reason i got that so one is because i just question, asked that question myself. follow-up question that is not
0: uh, an actual question do you know
1: how many y's are in the word kashik oh I, i'm lucky i can get the number of y's in robert yeah um i think there's two there are is there two there are actually three k-a-s-h-y-y-y-k
0: oh three in a row three i know there's two in a row
1: Three in a row. Uh, Mr. Wow.
0: Mister Bill would like to know what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen Minoc? Um, that's not one of the questions I had planned for today, Bill, but it's a good one for next time. Uh, question number two. Rob's off the start. Bill, just,
1: I just drank Rob for you, just Bill, because I had you. no idea. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, question number two. What is the name of the Todarian who owned Anakin as
1: a slave? Oh, is it, it's like Watto or something it's like exactly that, isn't it? exactly what it
0: is, Rob. It's Watto. Yes. Two for two. All right. Rob is killing it. Two for two. He's doing all right. Watto. It's it's exactly like Watto. (laughs) All right. This one might be a... I don't think this one's a deep stretch. I think you've got this one. What species of uh, alien helped to steal the Death Star plans? Many blank died. Uh... Bothians or something like that? Am I even close? I'm going to give it to you. It was Bothans. It was Bothans.
1: Bothans. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and
0: give that to you. Three in a row, man. I don't know. I I think next time I'm going to have to make these a little tougher for you.
1: Yeah, you're going to have to find some tougher ones. I'm not going to be able to read by the
0: time I'm done with this. All right. (laughs) Question number four. This one might be tougher. We'll see. Here we go. On which planet did Luke go into exile after the fall of his Jedi Academy?
1: Oh, yeah, no. Uh, that's the one where he's drinking the green milk. That sure is. Um, I just know it's the green milk. And it, it had one of the earliest Jedi temples on it, oh, too. Oh, it sure did. So, But I don't know the name. Okay, so he's going to
0: take a drink. That is Octo. Octo. All right, one wrong. All right, that's not bad, Rob. There we you're, go. you're on a roll here. All right, all right. Question number five What is Emperor Palpatine's first name?
1: Oh, and you love it, too. I sure do. Uh, <laughs> wait. Uh, so, oh, my God. Sheev. <laughs> Sheev Palpatine. Oh, man, yes. You did. Boom. I thought Pulled I had that had one. That out. One. All
0: right. I'm going to take another one. All right. There we go. Woo. I got to put a time limit on these things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Four for five, Rob. I'm not going to lie, I was expecting worse of you. Not that I expect worse of you, but I thought... No, was I was expecting worse
1: of me as well, yes.
0: This is a real bummer, because I gave you another gimme here. I was like, I've given him some tough ones. This next <laughs> one's going to be... I'll uh, just give him a nice uh, softball. Is it
1: uh, Leia, Leia <laughs> or Ghana? It is, what
0: species is Jabba?
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, is he a hut? He is. Now,
0: I'm going to take a half a sip. I'll take a yes. full sip. If you can tell oh, me the language that the
1: Huts speak, oh uh, no, just stick with a half a sip.
0: <laughs> take a half sip, Rob. It's Huties. I will take. There you go. I will take a half a sip for that. <laughs> Pretty one. simple one. Huties. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Oh, look at that! Qu- how, how, uh, what a great <laughs> name for the language of the Huts yes, is Huties.
0: Uh, question number <laughs> seven: What animal did Luke ride on Hoth?
1: Uh And I thought they were smelly on the outsides. That's right. Wampas. Oh,
0: Rob, I'm so sorry. I'm no, so sorry. No, Wampas is the bad guy. That's what was right. It? <sighs> I have to take your first answer. You got to drink, yeah, my no.
1: friend. <laughs> yes, I will. I can draw one for you. What are they called? And it wasn't the Wampa. Uh, I, I don't know. I give up. It is. I and forget. you're going to
0: kick yourself. I know it. Because it's these moments mm-hmm. where you're put on the spot. It's a tauntaun.
1: Tauntauns, yep. yes, yep. Tauntauns. Now, here's
0: a question for you, Rob. Do you know what the internal body temperature
1: of a Tauntaun is? Is this, like, the next drinking question? It is not.
0: <laughs> the internal body temperature of a Tauntaun is lukewarm. Ha! Oh! Sorry.
1: He'll be oh, here yeah. all week, folks. <laughs> um, oh, boy. All so, right. Well, hold on. Going along with that, uh, our next part, I was uh, – I'm not done. Going to do something. I know. Okay, but I, just making sure you knew. Yeah. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, where is it? Han Solo's... Oh, here we go. In, Han Solo's use of his mounts and trails to keep Luke warm is actually an American Indian trick, a Native American trick. According to legend, a hunter named Hugh Glass had killed a bear despite being mauled severely in the American frontier. He was abandoned by his fellow frontiermen and had to crawl hundreds of miles to safety. On the way, he became trapped by a sudden blizzard. He cut open a horse's stomach and climbed inside and stayed warm and safe until the storm had subsided. This event was dramatized in The Reverend*, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Wow. So, going back to your little thing... That trick that Han Solo used was a Native American uh, trick as well. So there we go. So that's uh, where they got fair, the idea from.
0: Uh, Star Wars was set a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, so the Native True. Americans used Han Solo's <laughs> trick. Right? I'm yes, just correct. I'm just saying. Yep,
1: you are. You are correct there. <laughs> anyway,
0: we are a seven in. You have gotten <laughs> okay. what? Five out of seven or four out of? Seven? I can't five, even. You've done pretty well. Four and a half. Uh, I think, uh, yeah. Question number eight. What was Finn's? call uh storm Trooper call sign oh fn
1: 4187 or something so like that very I'm...
0: close rob so very, i'm really impressed it was fn 2187 oh 2187. Wow, look how close real I was. close i'm not gonna give it to you because you've gotten plenty right but real close no, no i deserve that that was wrong yep <laughs> see now here's the problem because again i thought you were gonna get more wrong than this so number nine is also sort of a gimme uh okay question number nine who shot first
1: who shot first? There's only one shot. That's true. That is Our buddy is Brian
0: true. in our Sacred Jedi texts group, right? We'll both drink to yeah. that one. Um, we'll both
1: drink to that our one. Buddy,
0: our buddy Brian brought up the fact that there was only one shot, right? No mm-hmm. one shot first. It was who shot, and that was Han. Who
1: shot, and one. it was Han. Han was the only one that shot.
0: Now, question number 10. Final question. Rob, you've done pretty well. I'm pretty proud of you, man. Question well, thank number you. 10. What was inscribed on Mace Windu's lightsaber? uh made in new york it was not it was oh. close mace windu <laughs> had engraved on his lightsaber four letters b a m f bamf bamf. <laughs> bamf and that does in, it for go those along of you out with... there who are pulp fiction fans you understand yep. why Right. I won't I won't go ahead and elicit uh, or exacerbate on the on the reasons. But yes, uh, inscribed on Samuel L. Jackson's prop of the lightsaber for Mace Windu was B.A.M.F. That's awesome.
1: That was that is. And that was our first installment
0: of Star Wars trivia, which I think we might make a a new tradition here. Yeah, that was fun. Because I like uh, I like I now I have a baseline for Rob. Right. Yeah. Rob, and now Rob I'm gonna knows, have to study more trivia. Rob's got more stuff up here about Star Wars just at grab than I thought, man. I gotta, I gotta up my ante.
1: Well, I gotta, I gotta. Now I gotta up my ante because you're gonna <laughs> make the questions a lot harder, and you're gonna be like, uh, "What is the original call sign of the Millennium Falcon?" I don't know. It. It was if you watch my latest. That's right. Your spotlight. Star dance. Wars Spotlight Dance, it was all about the Millennium Falcon. Well, that's right and on our YouTube. It tells you can check you, those out on our YouTube channel, ladies and gentlemen. You sure can. So I forgot to uh what type of a what type of a ship was it? It was a T Y T F or Y T. So it was like Y T two seven four nine four nine W E D or something like that. Repeating was its it, actual <laughs> Yes. Uh, but don't take it from me. No. I won't. I'll take right. it from your channel. Well great job. Dance. So that That's was our right. that was our
0: our Star Wars trivia. But you have one more section to get to. You Rob has been painstakingly researching. Oh yes, painstaking. This
1: is what you've all been waiting for. Is we did this and it was funny because I said to Nick, I said, "Let's do a thing about all the things that went bad in A New Hope." And Nick said, "That's a great idea." And then I looked up our past shows and I said, "We already did that." Simpsons show.
0: did it. <laughs> so,
1: giant from March, April, May, May or June, we did a. All the things wrong with A New Hope. So, chronologically, it's time to move up to Empire Strikes Back. Which is, of course, so my favorite d-
0: Star Wars movie of all time.
1: Yes. And by the way, very...
0: TNT has been having a Star Wars marathon over the past couple days. Um, oh, yes. So, it's not like I don't have Disney Plus and can watch every Star Wars movie whenever I want. But no. But, last night, we're, we have a tradition in my house where, usually at dinner, we'll sit down in front of the TV. And we'll watch, like, an episode of Schitt's Creek or something like that. Usually, Shit's Creek, because that's been our show recently. Uh, and last night, show. I'm sitting down. We we're watching Star Wars. We bring our our dinner into uh, the the living room, which, of course, we're adults, so of course, we eat in the living room often. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, and I'm watching Star Wars, and it's it was uh, the Last Jedi. Uh, and my wife, who's a great, who's a big Star Wars fan, she loves Star Wars. She goes, "Do you want to watch Shit's Creek?" And I go,
1: "Star Wars is on." <laughs> and she said,
0: "But but it's the crappy one," and I said. Pagan Star Wars is on.
1: Even the crappy Star <laughs> like, Wars is still a good Star Wars. And yeah. so we
0: watch Star. Like I, if Star Wars is on in my house, I don't care if there are commercials on. I'm watching Star Wars.
1: That's right. I hear you. Yes, indeed.
0: So, so Rob is coming at us with some interesting facts, interesting, yes. interesting things that happen in the Empire Strikes Back. So, Rob, why don't you talk at me while I drink some bantha milk?
1: No problem. So I have a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I could make this a two-hour show just of me talking about all this, but I'll try and find just the, just. I cut it down. If you go to IMDb, there was 101 goofs in uh, that they have listed about uh, Empire Strikes Back. So don't worry. I'm not going to read all 101 to you. Uh, but I'm going to give you some trivia and then some of the goofs as well. All so right. So this is different than your trivia. Uh, this is more like fun fact type trivia. So in order to avoid sharing creative rights, George Lucas, might have heard of that guy, decided to avoid using a major studio to finance this movie. Instead, he bankrolled the $18 million production himself, using a combination of his profits from Star Wars Episode IV, A New Hope, and a bank loan. Although the movie was risky, it paid off several times over. Lucas recovered his investment within three months of the movie's release. He then showed gratitude far beyond the Hollywood norm by sharing the profits with his employees. He gave out nearly $5 million in bonuses. So that was pretty nice. The funny it. thing
0: about that too is, then again, if you've watched that Empire of Dreams uh, documentary, which if you haven't, you need to go do. It's a great documentary about the making of Star Wars. Uh, it's very clear through George Lucas's upbringing that like studios the studio system only served to get in his way. Uh, yes, and he had he, did he had not to like work it. hard to make this movie because the studio system was the way it was, uh, and yet he basically became everything that he hated, right? Because <laughs> Lucasfilm Studios is like the biggest studio in the world now. So it is yeah, really interesting yep. that this this anti-studio establishment that came up to make these, these great movies turned into the studio itself.
1: Exactly, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, when shooting on location in Finesse, Norway, a fierce sto- snowstorm hit the local hotel where the cast and crew were staying. This would have normally halted filming – But director Irving Kirshner thought these weather conditions were an excellent opportunity to film the scene where Luke wanders through the snow after escaping the Wampa Cave. He did this by sending Mark Hamill outside into the cold while he and the cameraman stayed and filmed inside the hotel's front hall. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) So, Mark, go walk out there in the cold. We'll be in here in the warm. In the warmth. Uh, This one's a fun one. Carrie Fisher stood on a box for many of her scenes with Harrison Ford in order to make up for the height difference and have her appearance in the frame with him. Okay. Carrie Fisher was only 5'1", and almost a foot shorter than Harrison Ford, who stood at six foot. So there you go. Uh, When Han Solo was about to be frozen, we all know this famous line, Princess Leia says, I love you. In the original script... Han Solo was supposed to say, Just remember that, Leia, because I'll be back. But at the time of filming, Harrison Ford wasn't entirely certain he did want to come back for a third movie. There was a recurring legend that his line, I know, was ad libbed. However, Alan Arnold's book, Once Upon a Galaxy, a journal of the making of The Empire Strikes Back, includes a transcript of the discussion between Ford and director Irving Kirchner in which Ford suggests the line. And going along with this scene, when Han Solo is about to be frozen, Princess Leia says, I love you in the original script. Han was supposed to say, just remember that. Oh, I just said that same thing. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm like, wait. In each Star Wars movie, oh, this is a fun one. In each Star Wars movie, the line, I have a bad feeling about this, is spoken by one of the characters. In this movie, do you know who says it in this one? Was it 3PO? Nope, Leia. Leia, oh yeah, when they're going to the asteroid field. Yep, I love uh, I love original. these things,
0: and I'll tell you why. Uh, I actually caught another one this this week, and it doesn't have to do with this movie; It has to do with the New Hope. But I thought I'd throw it out there. Uh, on Reddit, I saw some Star Wars bloopers, and I feel like I've never in my life seen Star Wars bloopers no. before. And it was yeah. really cool, and it was a scene with Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, and it was where he was he was threatening Leia with destroying uh, the Death Star. And I didn't realize apparently Peter Cushing had severe foot pain. Like, really, really bad foot pain. So, I okay. just want you, every time you watch Star Wars A New Hope, from now on, for the rest of your life, to realize that every single scene that you watch with this rigid military leader, Grand Moff Tarkin, he's wearing slippers. Every scene. Because <laughs> he awesome. He, he, and he's, by all accounts, he was the most lovely human being, and he's playing this stern, rigid man. Um, but he's, he's apparently a lovely human being who, who filmed all of his scenes in slippers. So, there
1: you go. In slippers. Very good. That's awesome. Uh, Back to Empire in the asteroid scene. Two things are fun in this. One of the asteroids was actually a shoe. Really? The rumor is, yes, the rumor is that George Lucas asked the visual effects people to redo the scene so many times that they got annoyed and one of them threw his or her shoe. Later remastered versions have corrected this. Another of the asteroids is actually a potato. Potato. It appears just as the Millennium Falcon enters the field. Two asteroids travel from the top left to the bottom right corners of the screen. Just after the second asteroid leaves the screen, a third one appears in the top left corner, and that one is the potato.
0: All right. So if you spot the potato, you want to make sure you post that on Twitter and, you know, put up a hashtag, spot the potato, right? And then hashtag. That's right.
1: (laughs) Hashtag spot the potato. There you go. (laughs) Uh, This is the last one of the trivias that I'm going to do and then we'll go into all the mistakes and goofs and stuff like that. Uh, Leah Brackett's first draft of the screenplay contained the revelation of Luke's sister. Her existence disclosed by the ghost of Anakin Skywalker referred to as Nelleth Skywalker. Anakin explains that it was he, not Obi-Wan, who separated the twins at birth to protect them from Darth Vader and that Nelleth also underwent Jedi training in another part of the galaxy, so she could join forces with Luke to defeat the Sith. This concept was dropped in the second draft of the screenplay, along with the appearance of Anakin Skywalker, and replaced with the scene of Obi-Wan and Yoda discussing how they must find another Jedi apprentice in anticipation of Luke's failure. This too changed in later drafts, resulting in the more ambiguous scene in the final version where Yoda assures Obi-Wan that there is another. Hmm interesting so look at that That
0: because you know you've heard all these stories about the fact that nobody on scene knew about the fated you know Luke uh, no I am your father's line right Um, right and that it was supposed to be that Darth Vader revealed that Obi-Wan killed his father and Luke was the only one Mark Hamill is the only one who knew the true line Um, so it is interesting to I wonder like how much of that was a plant to steer people the wrong way or else how much of that was just scrapped material
1: yeah, that's a good question, yeah. to which I, unfortunately, do not know the answer. That's fine. Some things um, are best left
0: unsaid, mister.
1: They are. Yeah. Uh, here's the last. Th- actually, this is the last one. This liar. is a really good one. Man I know, I'm also. a liar. And, you know, and I think I'm way past 10 also. But anywho, uh, Darth Vader, you might have heard of I've him, heard of him once, was ranked number three on the AFI's lift, list of 50 greatest villains. Was he number three? I thought he was number one. Who was number one? Number one, anybody in the? Ch- Is there anybody left in the chat? I don't know. I think Avengers okay. Hockey found their chicken. <laughs> okay, he's probably eating some chicken right now. Okay, so number one, Doctor Hannibal. Lecter. I thought so. That that makes sense. I get that. Number two, Norman Bates. Bates. Yeah, interesting. Yep. All right. Number four, the Wicked Witch of the West.
0: Wow. See, I'm going to go ahead and say that Darth Vader's better than all those people. But life goes on.
1: But life goes on. Yeah. So, do you know do you know who the number number 1 hero is? Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird. Wow. The number 2 hero? Go on. Indiana Jones. All right, jo- All right, Harrison. Get it. Yes. All right. Uh number 7 hero Rocky Balboa?
0: No one cares Star about Wars. 3 through 6. Number 7 is
1: Rocky no. Balboa. That's right. <laughs> uh Han Solo. Number 14.
0: What do you call so, Han Solo a hero?
1: Uh I think he's an anti-hero. Uh, yeah, he's definitely an anti-hero. Which is
0: great. I guess that is a hero, right? Anti-heroes right. are
1: heroes, but Uh Obi-Wan Kenobi is number 37. And uh this is one of my, this is my favorite. The Joker is a number 45 bad guy and Batman number 46 good guy. Wow, so Joker's a better bad guy than Batman's a good guy. He is. I agree. By one spot. I agree. I agree too. I agree. Absolutely. I agree 100%. I think Joker is an awesome bad guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's the facts. Now some goofs. That's the fact. There's a Jack. That's the oh, Star or not Star Wars stripes. That's the fact, Jack. <laughs> All right. So now, continuity issues. Which I and love by the these. way,
0: folks, I want you to find these. The reason we're pointing these out is we we know that Star Wars fans are fastidious. Find
1: these inconsistencies and send them our way. We want screenshots, people. That's right. While Luke assists Wedge in attacking an Imperial walker, he says, steady Rogue 2. Wedge, on the other hand, is actually Rogue 3. Wow. Later, when Luke assists Zev, he correctly calls him Rogue 2. So, Luke doesn't to know be who fair, everybody is. he's
0: in the heat of battle. You think maybe he's just a little stressed out and said the wrong word? Yes. I mean... That could be. I've never been in a dogfight, but I can imagine no. I might mess up my call signs as well.
1: I can understand that. Yeah. I can understand that because I too uh, have never been in a dogfight. Yeah. Uh, this this one is one that I like laugh at that people paid this much attention to. When C three PO is switched off by Leia in the Millennium Falcon cockpit, he can still be seen breathing quite clearly. Wow! As a droid, C three PO shouldn't breathe. <laughs> I'm like, really? Maybe Anakin, <laughs> being the master <laughs> robot
0: builder that he is included some sort of motor uh like function in him for rising and falling for more to make him look
1: like he's right yeah to make for him more look realism. more humanoid there you go even though he made one of his legs uh silver and the rest of his body or gold. maybe also, just
0: maybe the actor inside needed to breathe
1: Mm-hmm. go figure poor although I, Daniels, I will be he, to
0: be fair i am one of those guys who
1: like as soon as you to see be a fair, dead body
0: on a movie i'm looking at that dead body going are you gonna blink are you gonna breathe
1: yes are you gonna <laughs> breathe can, can you see his chest yep. moving he's dead but i know he's still alive yep. uh as han is about to be frozen he is handcuffed but two ognaughts seem to fidget with the cuffs but han is clearly still handcuffed in the shot where he is being lowered into the freezing chamber into the carbonite chamber when he resurfaces in a frozen state, his hands are not cuffed and appear to have grasped as the at the moment he was frozen.
0: Yeah, he's fr- he's like this, and yes. there's very clearly no cuffs on him. Interesting.
1: Yeah, so he goes in, his arms are down yeah. and cuffed, but then when he's frozen, he's up here like this. Yep. interesting. Interesting. Maybe
0: the carbon freezing process destroys the... No, that's dumb. Let's, <laughs> let, let's stop trying to make excuses for Star Wars and Don't just say they excuses. made a mistake.
1: <laughs> uh, this is one of my favorites. This is a fun one. As they are walking through Cloud City, Leia is standing between Han and Lando. As they come around the corner, Han and Lando have switched places. Yeah. They do this they do this a lot. What happens they in Star Wars they I don't know why, and maybe they do it in other movies as well, but they love flipping the images back and forth. Hmm. So if you're sitting on this side, they don't like you on this side. They'll just flip the image. So then you're sitting on this side instead. It makes it seem so like you're they,
0: actually doing something, I guess.
1: Yeah. So then so then Han and Luke are, are the wrong way. There's a couple other ones where uh, like the, the uh, Imperial insignias are supposed to be on the left chest, but you can sometimes see them on the right chest. Uh-huh. And then the next scene, they're back on the left chest again because they flip the image back and forth. Um, so I don't know why, but they love doing that. All right. Uh, on Vader Star Destroyer near the end of the movie, the ranking signature of the Imperial officer changes sides. Uh, when Luke tries to use the force to take out the spaceship from the water, and water, my kids make fun of me. Water? From the water. Are you a water, water guy? Water, I'm a water guy. Uh, from the Jersey, water guys. And he, Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he can't. He goes behind a tree and puts on his jacket. When Yoda takes this spaceship. When Yoda takes out the spaceship, the jacket is clearly unzipped. And when Luke goes around the spaceship, it's zipped and tucked in. Yeah. So that's always fun. yeah,
0: yeah. And, and these are things that I do. I actually look for these sorts of things and I haven't mm-hmm. noticed these sorts of things. So that's pretty cool that I there's still plenty of them I haven't found. Because it does drive me crazy. I watch Arrested, you ever watch Arrested Development? Oh, yeah. Arrested Development is like one of those shows that like they strive to make sure that all of the continuity is perfect. And when the continuity is not perfect, it's because they did it as a joke. They did it on purpose. Um, And so I love I love when they're really strict about the continuity. How I Met Your Mother was another show that was really strict about continuity. Um, Okay, Star Wars. I don't think they were quite so persnickety when they were filming in the Mojave Desert. Uh, yeah, I don't
1: think they were. I don't think they thought people were going to uh, analyze them so much the way they do now.
0: Well, you know, in 1977, people didn't have something in their home <laughs> that they could literally scroll through every frame of every movie. Yeah, with. yeah. It was like, all and right, go go pop it in your VCR and press pause if you're lucky.
1: Yeah, you you uh, you watched it in the movies once or twice if you really liked the movie. And then you maybe, I don't even know like when HBO came out for you to be able to watch it again for the second time. There wasn't VCRs and all that stuff. So it was like you saw it and it was done. They didn't really have to worry about people watching it a thousand times and noticing all these things. Yeah. Um, the next two deal with, uh, I don't want to say physics, but uh, but reality. Sure. And the fact like that it. their reality is, is, is wrong. Uh, during the duel on Cloud City... When Luke is sucked through the broken window, he's holding his lightsaber, but then he's holding onto the bridge with both hands. However, he climbs up in the lightsaber's back, even though he didn't have a chance to put it anywhere before catching onto the bridge. You know what he did? Also, when da- what did he do? He used the, he force. Used the force. He used the force. <laughs> Magic. When Darth Vader uses the force to throw things at Luke, one of them breaks the glass, blowing Luke outside. This indicates that Cloud City is pressured.
0: Yeah, you would. that would mean that wherever they're going, right, there's no air there.
1: Right. <laughs> However, when the Millennium Falcon lands air earlier, Lando is able to easily walk out the door, indicating that there's equal pressure as he walks out and he greets them. They're just walking on the on the yep. tarmac outside. Yep. They're like, "Hey, what's happening?" However, when Luke and Battle, Luke and Vader are battling in what is very obviously an interior portion of the city, which is far more likely to be pressurized than the exposed outer hatches. So, how is that possible? And then also Dealing with walking outside when Han and Leah exit the Millennium Falcon to walk on the surface of the asteroid, they're wearing only simple breathing apparatuses. An asteroid of that size, the size depicted, would have no detachable atmosphere nor gravity. The duo should have instantly frozen to death and floated out into space. So that wouldn't have
0: made great Hollywood. No, and of not course at all. we know that if Leia had been frozen and sucked out into space, she would just Mary Poppins her way back, right? That's right. She would <laughs> she just, would just uh, zoom and, we, and zoom just right back in back there to
1: the Falcon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> these two are fun ones because these are when people are talking but their mouths aren't moving. In the Dagobah scene before Luke and R two D two have found Yoda or Yoda found them, Luke plugs something into R two D two, then says, "Now all I got to do is find this Yoda." If he even exists, when he says, if he even exists, Luke's mouth doesn't move. The DVD tried to fix this by adding a little more texture every few half seconds to Luke's mouth, but it is barely visible. They couldn't fix it without ruining the shot. So that one. And when Luke watches the Millennium Falcon escape the ice cave on Hoth, he turns his head to follow her with his gaze, but he does so too soon. The ship has not yet even entered his field of view. I noticed so. a lot of
0: that sort of, you know, I was watching a new hope yesterday when the, uh, uh, the marathon was on and I always watch Han during his scene. You know, the scene they add with Jabba that was not in the original and then they added it for the, the special edition. Yeah. Um, so
1: he was talking to a guy. Yep. There was a guy that was just standing yep, there. And I've yeah. seen that.
0: It was like a kind of a tubby guy. And if you look at yep. Han's eyes every now and then he's looking like at Jabba's neck.
1: Like, yeah. very clearly and not in the Also, there's this scene where he walks behind Java, Over his tail, right? Over his tail. And it's so bad. Oh, like, it's so goes, bad. Uh, it's, up and it's over like, they, like this.
0: like they just, like, cut and pasted him. And it was like, zoop, zoop, zoop.
1: <laughs> Yeah, that was, that like was they, really good.
0: They, they asked, like, a high school, like, technology student, hey, can you go into <laughs> Final Cut and just, like,
1: chop this up for me? <laughs> just fix this. Make him go f- over the, his tail that would be there. Yeah. Yeah, so with that scene... They had a body double. That 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 guy was supposed to be like the Jabba body right. double, but then they ran out of money and time. Right. So when the movie first came out, he called him Jabba, but it wasn't Jabba the Hut. They didn't have you didn't see the real Jabba the Hut until the following uh, see, uh movie or whatever episode three. So
0: yeah, or episode six. Yeah,
1: right. episode six. So uh so yeah so people forgot about it, but then obviously somebody remembered and was like, "What the heck is going on here?" And then so they superimposed him back in and did a very. Bad job of superimposing I mean, you have to look in. for it, but when you see it, it's like, right? Oh, he's this is this is not, good.
0: but not the not the tail step. The tail step is jarring. The tail step takes you out of the moment.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. the The tail step is is the worst yes. of all of it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. A couple problems. I like to call them problems, and then we'll be all done. We're almost uh, we're almost at an hour, and this has been going pretty well. I don't want to drag it out way too long. Uh, some problems in the opening scene. Luke is trying to calm his frightened Tauntaun. There it is, Rob. Known that. There it is. <laughs> you even Before researched the, this. <laughs> I even researched it. Before the Wampa attack, as he says, Hey, what's the matter? You smell something? The boom microphone can be seen reflecting in his goggles. Wow. Uh, when Chewbacca is trying to fix C-3PO, a crew member is visible in the reflection of C-3PO's head before Chewbacca Chewbacca picks it up. Uh, And then same thing happened. er, Well, we talked about in The Mandalorian Season 2 when there was the jeans guy was in the background of the one scene. They digitally removed him, so we will never see that guy again. Poor guy. But luckily luckily there's the internet, so he still lives on in infamy. (laughs) Living on in infamy. That's right. Uh, When Han, Leia, and Chewbacca go outside to explore the cave in the big asteroid – a tarp is visible on the left side of the screen through all the mist. You don't think that tarps existed in a long time ago in a galaxy far far away?
0: Nope. They had to cover stuff with something, man.
1: <laughs> come on. Uh, come on. Alright, here's a good one. This is this also goes into Family Guy as well. The Adats only have blasters in the front. Sure. So it makes absolutely no sense that any of the snow speeder pilots would choose to approach <laughs> the Adats head on. <laughs> Yeah. or even fly in front of the blasters
0: Just stay behind you.
1: just just stay just behind only
0: hover behind them and shoot them in the air
1: <laughs> They should either approach from the side or fly over the adats and attack from the rear. Likewise, as was mentioned in the family Gla- family guy yep yeah, easy for you to say family Guy blue Harvest edition when evacuating Hoth they could have flown away from the planet in an infinite number of directions. But instead, they flew directly towards oncoming Imperial ships. Yeah. So I found that one pretty funny.
0: Yeah, you know, in the infinite vacuum of space, you would think, they're over <laughs> there. I'm going to go that way. We'll go this way instead. <laughs> but no. <laughs> no, we'll go right at them. Listen, uh, we're not also, there. We don't
1: know the science behind it. Nope. <laughs> maybe, Maybe they could only travel in one direction. Who knows? Uh, Oh, you know why they went that way? Why? The force. Yeah. The force. It told them, go that way. It told them, go this way. Uh, During the battle with the walkers, Luke states that armor is too thick for the blasters. Use your harpoons. When the first walker is taken down with the cable, they proceed to shoot it with their blasters, and it explodes.
0: Why once it falls, (laughs) as it suddenly, while the shields are down, it can just get blown
1: up now. (laughs) Uh, Dexter doesn't think it's very interesting either. No, he's he's bored. Uh, uh, so Avengers Hockey says another oh.
0: goof. Cliff Clavin is a mailman in Boston. He doesn't work for the Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Avengers that Hockey is... is watching Cheers, but okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did Cheers happen a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away? As far as I'm concerned, it did. This is one of my. This is a fun one. I like this one. Towards the end, when Chewbacca tries to go up the ramp of the Falcon and into the ship, he and he's carrying C three PO on his back. C-3PO's head bumps one of the lights attached to the Falcon. As soon as he bumps it, it goes out. Oh.
0: well, you know, that can <laughs> that can easily be just kind of, you know, it's the Falcon being the Falcon.
1: Yes. And then this is another another goofy one. When Vader kills Captain Nita for losing the Millennium Falcon, when two Imperial soldiers come to carry his body away, the corpse stands up. Listen, so <laughs> that's rigor mortis. It is.
0: That's all. <laughs>
1: Uh, and this one was, this I'm one a star was repeated, Wars like, apologist.
0: I'm sorry. I just, there you go. I just make up excuses for it.
1: This one was repeated a couple of times. So I feel the need to say it, but just before cutting off Luke's hand, Vader cuts through a piece of equipment on the bridge. As the top of the pipe falls off, both ends, both cut ends are wrapped in what appears to be duct tape. Most likely to hold it in place for multiple takes. When the scene cuts to a new angle, the duct tape is gone. It's the force Rob. It is the Force. The Force can make oh. duct tape disappear. Obi-Wan's ghost tells Luke on Hoth that Yoda is the Jedi Master who trained him. Sure, but he didn't. When, in fact, it was qui Always Jin. annoys
0: me. Like, I get yep. it. Like, they kind of retconned it to a point where, like, oh, you know, Yoda does the younglings, but then, like, you're uh-huh. assigned to a Jedi ma- It always irked me. Always
1: irked me. Yep. And uh, when... Remember when uh, Luke is in Dagobah and talking talking to Yoda? I do. He stands up and he hits his head. I do. They made him do that take like 17 times. Poor guy. Poor guy. So that's it. That's enough. That's, that's our, 100- our,
0: our, uh, our Star Wars facts for Empire Strikes Back, our Star Wars trivia, our Star Wars goofs. Right? We got to watch yep. Rob drink a little beer, a little less than I thought he would.
1: Yeah, I was pretty good. Right. I was impressed next, with myself. Next
0: Jedi or Star Wars trivia session will bump up a little bit to the next level. Because Rob yes. has proven himself. He has he has attained the rank of Trivia Padawan. And, <laughs> and the next Padawan. rank he's looking for is trivia knight, right? So we're gonna do get see, him Do
1: there. you see my my braid is That's growing right. in back here. My <laughs> Padawan braid is, braid is growing That's in. That's right. So
0: let's make sure. Hey, uh, we it's been a great uh, episode for you. We do have our next episode is the Star Wars Podcast Day. We're going to be streaming live on Ears Up Network. Right. So make sure you mm-hmm. tell your friends we're going to be we're going to be uh, promoting that one. Uh, hopefully we'll it's... get some more interaction from you. Check out Sacred Jedi Texts, Facebook dot com yes. slash groups slash Sacred Jedi Texts. Come interact with us. If you want to have chat with us one on one, that's the best way to do it. Rob and I are on that
1: Facebook group every day chatting with our users. Yep. So check it out. Chat with us. And uh, unfortunately, we uh, Jedi or Star Wars podcast day is the same day as the Super That's Bowl. That's right.
0: So we're going to be doing an early episode that day.
1: Yes, it's a, it's on Sunday, an early episode. Because apparently, we have Rob official...
0: cares about football.
1: Uh, it's fun. Yeah. I like football. It's fine. It's You're fun welcome to, watch. to it. And I look, you usually look. watch
0: the Super Bowl if for nothing else than to hear my wife's awesome uh commentary. Pagan, Pagan usually go. just chooses one member of any of the teams and researches them extensively and then throughout <laughs> the game she'll be saying hey did you know that Tom Brady was born in blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so,
1: and she loves telling you all about that one player yes, well good for her I yeah. like it. it it makes it fun for yes, her. yes
0: indeed so,
1: so, so check us good. out
0: on the 7th se- 7th is that a uh, podcast day February 7th we'll be doing yes, another so live stream day. right we'll talk a little more yep. Star Wars we're gonna have a good time uh, m- my buddy Bill is talking about sports ball which is always very exciting
1: Sports right. ball. Um, Yay. But yeah,
0: uh, we've got a lot. Check us out on Banthamilk Milk podcast on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook. Actually, we're Banthamilk Milk on Instagram, on Twitter, but Bantham podcast on on Instagram and Facebook. Email us at Bantha podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Right. Uh, and uh, I think that's about it, Rob. It's been a, it's been a I heck of so. a, a, a episode.
1: Yeah, we got a lot jam packed into this one hour episode, so it worked out perfectly. All right. And now, I mean, I think it
0: it, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway from all of us here at Bantam Oak Podcast. We have
1: spoken. We have spoken.